are living in challenging and uncertain times where leaders need support and encouragement to help them learn to navigate the world we are in. The Missional Formation Podcast is designed to help leaders thrive by promoting healthy rhythms that connect spiritual and missional practices. This podcast is hosted by two friends, an Irish man and an American. My name is Mark. My name is Winfield. And together we have more than four decades of experience training and coaching leaders from around the world. Each episode of the Missional Formation podcast will include conversations between us as well as interviews with leaders from around the world. And they're going to explore a variety of topics, including hope, resilience, and healthy rhythms for doing ministry in today's hectic world. We invite you to grab a cup of coffee and join us for the conversation. Welcome to the Missional Formation Podcast. On today's episode, Winfield and I explore how a rule of life can help us thrive and survive in our chaotic world. Enjoy. All right, Mark, how are you doing today? How's the weather over there in Ireland? I'm really good, Winfield, really good. Do you know what? This morning it was gorgeous and I looked out over to the I was out from a walk along the sea. I looked over to the west to the mountains in Donegal and they've just been licked with snow. It's beautiful. And, and it was crazy because I could see a snowstorm. I could see a rainstorm. I could see a blue sky and I could see two rainbows, which just really sums up a typical Irish summer's day, you know? So it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. What about you? How's the weather in good old Kentucky? Today's beautiful. You know, what's interesting about this time of year, you just don't know what you're going to get. One day it's 20 degrees, today it's 55 and sunny. So as soon as we get off the podcast, I'm going to go outside with my kids and we're going to go for a hike. So Cool. Love it. Love it. Well, hey, we are uh, kind of bearing down on the beginning of a new year and um, a lot of exciting things happening. I know it's been a tough year for everyone, um, 2020, as we look to 2021. Um, we're excited. We got our, we've got a new book that's getting ready to come out, um, at the beginning of this new year that we're publishing with exponential. It's going to be healthy rhythms for thriving leaders where we're just going to be kind of talking about the stuff we're talking about in this podcast, um, but in a new book format. So, uh, everyone just kind of be on the lookout for that. We'll have some more information coming out this, um, new year. How exciting is that? You know, how exciting. We talked about this for years of actually starting to write books together. Like I know you you publish a book like every other week before your breakfast. But for me, that's <laughs> just quite a big deal. I'm so excited. I'm like a child, you know? It is. It's and it's been really fun. I think that's been the neat thing. I've I've really enjoyed writing with you. And we've got several uh, the fun thing is, this is just the beginning. We've got several <laughs> books that we're going <laughs> on together. Yeah, so it's, true. Oh, it's been it's been a journey. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, cool. It's been a great dialogue. That really has. But I, you know, I think for the sake of today, you know, really we want to kind of. I think our hearts is kind of addressing the problem of um, helping leaders that are in the midst of facing burnout and confusion in the midst of all the changes and transitions and challenges that we've faced and are continuing to face. 
And that's really kind of what the whole missional formation um, and, and the coaching that we do really seeks to come alongside leaders and help them kind of navigate the changes of a of really a crazy chaotic world. Yeah. Um, so Mark, talk to us a little bit about that um, yeah. today. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, you know, we always talk about how people, you know, would say, how are you doing? And yeah, I'm doing fine. But, and you'd know that someone maybe wasn't doing fine. Like no one's doing fine at the minute. Like this is the strangest, weirdest time. Nobody's in good form at the minute, you know? And everybody's just like, let's get 2020 over. <laughs> let's just yeah. turn the page for goodness sake. Because again, like when I looked out, I seen the, the rainstorm, the snowstorm, the, the sunshine, the rainbow, um, all in the same, same picture in my view. I thought that's a wee bit like what this time is like for us all. Cause Things are so bad for, for so many people in so many different ways. And yet we have a vaccine. We have hope. We have, we have um, new technologies emerging. We've all learned so much from this. But it's, so it's not as simple as being all terrible or all good for everybody. It's just like such a confusing time. And a lot of people are burnt out. A lot of people are tired. They're exhausted. You know, we work a lot with church leaders. They've been going. I mean, a lot of their churches have been closed. However, they're still yeah. going. They're still working with the most vulnerable in society. Um, and I don't know about America, but especially here in the UK and Ireland, uh, divisions in society are just getting worse and worse between the haves and the have-nots. And the people in the front lines are, are the Christian leaders, the pastors, who do the quiet work with people. So I'm finding people are, are really exhausted. They're really tired. And, yeah. you know, unfortunately, that's, you know, it's, we're still in an era where a lot of church leaders and Christian leaders think they have to be busy and always doing stuff. And if we look back in, in history, we can see that whereas maybe the, the old, uh, the early Irish Celtic church drew great inspiration from the apostle John, that we talked about the beloved disciple, as we call him. And they remembered him as the one who leaned against Jesus breast at the last supper. And he became the cornerstone really of a contemplative approach to Christianity you know, of listening for God's heartbeat in, their, in our daily lives and practices. And that's been lived out with carving out space, quiet times and contemplative prayer. Whereas another strand of the churches drew a lot of inspiration from Peter and Paul. You know, they were the guys who got stuff done, they were the leaders who, who were the preachers and leaders. And um, they became a lot of our go-to understanding for what discipleship meant. You know, it was action oriented. You're always doing something. You're being the, the hero and the leader. And we can see those two different aspects of listening to God, the reflective, contemplative inner journey of the heart and the more analytic, rational hearing of the word. Um, you can see how those two different ways of Christianity has, has culminated really in, in the way we are today, where so many pastors and Christian leaders are just always doing something. They're always being busy. And you know what? It's just... Killing so many people, it's exhausting so many people. Um, and even when we look at folks in the pews, I remember like early last year before the lockdown came, I was facilitating the training, and one lady said to me, You know, it's only really in the last 20 or 30 years that people have understood they could be disciples. She said, When she was growing up in Sunday school and going to church, the disciples were people that were in 
that followed Jesus. She had no idea that she could be a disciple. You know, the pastor and the church leader was the person who took responsibility for her, her formation, you know. So even this idea of us having our own um, responsibility for our own spiritual formation is, is quite a new thing for a lot of pastors and, and Christians in the pews. So, so we're, in a, we're in a funny time. We're in a funny new time where people are, yeah, they're getting more and more an understanding about what it means to be formed spiritually and emotionally to be healthy, to lead. But also we've still had this hangover from hundreds of years of being a busy, busy corporate type church. Yeah, I think the last few decades, especially a church in the West, really has kind of sold out to kind of modernism and pragmatism and kind of what I call the sin of pragmatism, you know, where we've just adopted business CEO models of being church yeah. and so antithetical to the heart of Christianity, of what Christian leadership is, what it means to be a follower of Christ. And I think in these radical times, there's kind of, we're, we're in the midst of a dismantling, um, um, you know, in the midst of all of this, I, I see the sovereign hand of God kind of, uh, you know, we talk about that in, in, in our introduction of discovering a new beach, you know, a storm's blown through and what storms do on the coast is they completely reorient and create new beaches. Yeah. And I think God's really kind of calling leaders, Christians uh, but but leaders and specifically Christian leaders back to essential um, you know elements of the Christian faith a fresh understanding and kind of with that is again this idea of having spiritual formation for mission being deeply rooted in the in the rhythms and the practices of the kingdom so that our ministry and living out our faith whether we're serving in in the nonprofit sector, or whether we're serving in the business world, um, we're, we're kind of breaking that dichotomy between secular and sacred. Um, and um, we're, we're kind of seeing God in all of life and finding new rhythms for a new world. And so one of the, one of the things that we kind of want to share today is kind of a, a rule of life, how establishing um, rhythms and a, and a rule for your life can, can help you live out these healthy rhythms um, for, for God. And so essentially, as we think about a rule of life, it's, it's, it's a framework, isn't it? It's a, it's a trellis in which we can kind of build our, our life around. And so Mark, why don't you um, talk to us a little bit about uh, what is a rule of life? Um, and th those are some things we get into. And what is ebb and flow rule of life? What does this mean? Yeah, cool. And again, we, as part of this podcast, if we'll be sending out an email blast in our social media and, and our, everything else, a free rule of life training course and book. We've actually produced a wee book for people to have. It's free. But really, a rule of life is something that's been around for hundreds of years. And it's a shared rhythm or, or rule of life, the capacity of discerning in your everyday life um, and a chance to like reflect away from a distracting culture. Um, and, you know, in every movie and every, every good book, we always see there's a wise guide. Um, and even in our lives, as we look back, there's probably been someone in our lives that's just been wise. And really, a rule of life is actually trying to figure out the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit can play that role in our lives, you know. Um, and really, when we think of a rule of life, it's more like a trellis for our faith. And then, then if there's a trellis, the, the fruit will grow. 
And it originates from St. Ignatius. And St. Ignatius talked about an advanced relationship with God and abiding with a God. And, he, mm-hmm. and realizing that, you know, some of us are very talented um, and some of us aren't so talented. Uh, but even mm-hmm. with all our skills and talents, we can't do anything. We really can't do anything unless it's in partnership with God. And of course, fruit can still grow in the ground, but we know what it happens to it. It doesn't rise up to the sun, so it just, it just rots. So really, a rule of life is a framework to help us reach up to God. That's good. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I, I think even in organic terminology, and I like, I like the reference of kind of a trellis of which the, yeah. the vine grows. You know, you think of like growing wine or, you know, there are certain vegetables that they have to actually have a trellis for them to be fruitful. Yeah. And um, so the way I like to frame a lot of these things is we're talking about providing a structure for a life, not a straitjacket to confine us or restrict us, yeah. but to actually have a structure upon which we can grow. Yeah. And that's essentially what a rule of life is. It's, 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 it's this ancient time tested way for Christians to have a framework that is organic in the sense that it's unique to each one of us. This isn't a cookie cutter thing. So your rule of life, Mark, would different, like, you know, there, there are patterns and rhythms that are going to look unique and different for you. Um, that's going to be different for me. And that's where kind of just having this as a trellis that allows us to kind of or grow organically wherever God's planted us. That's essentially what a rule of life is, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And it's, as you say, it's not a set of rules that restrict or deny our lives, but a way to develop our daily, weekly, monthly, and annual rhythms of ebb and flow. And especially even if you're someone who doesn't like rules, probably like, probably like both of us, you know, a rule of life is really accountable to yourself. You know, you have it and you develop it. Yes, you can develop yeah. with others, but, you know, you're really development, developing it with, uh, in partnership with God, you know, and holding yourself to that accountability. Which is really cool. Um, yeah, I like that. I like that. It's in partnership with God. We're partnering yeah. with God in our own spiritual formation and growth, aren't we? Yeah. And maybe do you want to say why it's important to develop a real life one field? Hold on from what we're saying. Yeah, I think again, this idea of a new beach. I think. Yeah. I think what Christians are discovering is the world has changed. Yeah. Everything has changed. Um, the, 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 the landscape literally has changed. And so we have to adapt and change our rhythms um, and our practices to go with the new realities. And I think that's where so many feel lost. Um, we don't have a framework to even think through. How do, we, how do we redevelop new rhythms? You know, I coach, you know, a number of church leaders and one young pastor I talked to the other day, he, he, he used the language of why a rule of life was so important for him. He's got young kids and so many people are working from home and mm-hmm. he's a young pastor in the Boston area. Um, and he said, what I've had to do is I've had to get up and get in my car, drive down, tell my kids goodbye, just say, Hey dad, he's going to work drive down the street, turn around, come back, and then come back into the house and set up my office in my bedroom. And for him, that helps create a a new rhythm for his children who are being homeschooled now and for him to kind of separate and create a space. 
it's I thought that was an interesting example of a young church planter um, okay. who's um, kind of saying, hey, I've had to find new rhythms. I don't go to the office anymore. And so for so many of us, little things like that, you know, little habits, since we're talking about, you know, rule of life is like creating frameworks and it takes, yeah. as we create this, it takes time to build these new rhythms and new habits into our life that are healthy and sustainable. And I, I think that's where we want to get at here is yeah. what are, so many times there, there are bad rhythms, aren't there? You know, there are people who yeah. live off of scripts yeah. Maybe maybe a lot of people have bad rule of life that they don't even realize it, and they live out of these negative rhythms that are actually destroying their life and their spiritual, emotional, physical health. And yeah. so, again, back to this idea of like crafting and creating um, healthy rhythms and putting those into our life. And so I'd love for you to just kind of talk to us, Mark, about how do we do that? And what does that actually look like? Yeah, yeah, good, good question. Well, you know, on the big picture, I'd love to be the story about the, the the young guy you were coaching. You know, I really like on the big picture. We we always we talk about this in the book, and we always go on about it. But we have entered the fourth industrial age. Like any Christian leader is going to need a, a beginner's mindset. That's a reality. Going to need a beginner's mindset to try and navigate this this world. That's that's coming to fruition, you know? And then if we look back, and I think one of the reasons why a rule of life has sustained people is because in every age of the church through history, that God has called the church to start with a blank piece of paper and a beginner's mindset. Yeah, there's always going to be scriptures, going to be um, Jesus as being central, the awareness of history and those core elements of church, which will be around for thousands more years. Um, but yeah, the shape and the mindset of the leaders has always been called to, to explore new ways of translating the gospel and bringing something new to the world. And, and to do that, really, it does, it does take a lot of reflection. It takes a lot of just reflecting your own formation, your own spiritual formation and how that connects to your missional practice, the things that you do every day. You know, so that so the rule of life is really quite simple. It can have real profound effects on what you do for people like, you know, William Wilberforce, for John Wesley, for, you know, um, Florence Nightingale, for those people can do these huge things that can change the, the history of the world. Yet for us as well in our own neighborhood and our own family. So it, funny you say that one of the guys that I'm coaching just said that the rule of life has made him a better person in his family. He started yeah. working with it to be, to try and figure out, you know, not to be exhausted in ministry, but it's actually made him a better person in his family, which I thought was so cool. And really it is just looking at your, your daily rhythms. It's looking at your monthly rhythms and looking at your annual rhythms. And again, around different topics. Yeah, I think, you know, we use the image of ebb and flow, you know, both of us, you know, you growing up in Ireland, yeah. you know, you've lived on a big island, you know, my family and I um, had lived on a small little island um, in the Outer Banks on the east coast of the Carolinas for, for a decade. And, and we lived our lives around the rhythm of the oceans and the, the ebb and the flow of the sea and the water that comes in and then the tides go back out. And, um, you know, we draw from this idea of 
kind of like Lindisfarne Island of, you know, the, those ancient monks kind of lived in these rhythms of the ebb and flow, the rhythms of, of, of the sea. And there are seasons where the tides ebb. And this is kind of the, the, the personal spiritual dimension. This is kind of the inner rhythms um, that sustain us. And then the flow is kind of kind of back, uh, giving back out. And this is where I see kind of the outward rhythms that are kind of more relational or missional. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of establishing that daily. What are, what are these daily rhythms of ebb and flow? Weekly, I, I kind of see there, there are patterns that we put in weekly. Um, for instance, you know, one of the things that I do is, you know, typically Friday hits, Saturday's really a family day. Sunday's really a Sabbath day where we, we worship, especially in the midst of all of this, we've had to create new worship rhythms as a family. Um, you know, monthly, kind of having times where we get alone with God monthly, scheduling those annually. It might be a retreat several times a year or yeah. time away with your family. And again, finding these, what do new rhythms look like that are healthy for the daily, weekly, monthly, annually, yeah. which is so important. Yeah, and, and the, the free wee book that we'll, we'll include with the podcast and the free training course, really, as you say, the ebb and flow is really, you can even lighten it to breathing. So it's sort of inhaling and, you know, God and then breathing out worship, you know, and mission. So the, yeah. the, the, the inhaling practice can be scripture, how long we spend looking at scripture every day, you know, silence and solitude, you know, yeah. take two to five minutes a day just to be still you know, or take a three hour month retreat every month, you know, the daily office, which is just a fancy word for, for prayer. And we have loads of, uh, I remember one time I was in Canada and we had the, the Archbishop of, I, could, I think he was South Africa, this lovely guy. And he was talking and he was doing something. He was talking to us then. Then all of a sudden he just says, Oh, it's 12 o'clock. And he just prayed. And, uh, I only realized there's a movement across the world of people who pray at midday every day. Like you can Google it. Like there's so many people from all different types of Christian backgrounds that yeah. just stop at 12 o'clock and pray every day, you know, and uh, study as well, you know, just take a new course, get a new interest, learn, learn a new skill. Oh my goodness. I've had to learn like a hundred new skills this year. So hmm. it's good for the brain to use, learn a new skill. The Sabbath, you know, take a, a definite 24 hour period to just rest, you know, and whatever that rest looks like to you, it might look like surfing. It might look like going for a walk. It might look like just hanging with the family. It might look like whatever. Um, and yeah. simplicity trying to, you know, just simplify your life and also being understanding that you're, you know, the money even we spend that we're blessed to be a blessing. Maybe there's a, there's some of your income could actually help other people that are less fortunate yourself, you know, um, and play and recreation, have fun. Like, yeah. oh my goodness. I think we all just want to have fun at the minute. We just miss so much fun with people. And then the flow practices is just like, what's it look like for you to step out and serve others? What's it look like in your life? How's that, how's that happening? Yeah. And then care for your physical body. Um, I think when you hit a certain age, it's harder boy, isn't it? <laughs> It's yeah. definitely harder, but you know, just going for that walk or that bit of exercise and maybe just not eat that extra cookie. And, and then your emotional health, you know, like join some sort of small group that with people that you can trust or, you know, find a mentor or begin journaling and 
and just really look after your mental and emotional health. It's so important. And then yeah. family and friends, you know, just what's it look like to, to try and invest in these areas? Um, and then your community, you know, what does it look like? What type of person are you in your community? You know, what needs are there in your community you can actually be responding to? Now, again, mm. all these things just, they sound a lot, but you know, if you, if you get in the, if you get in the habit of just actually identifying where you are with them and start to make a wee start on it, then you can see how things just start to fall into place and it becomes very exciting. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's, that's good. I, I think one of the things I'm hearing Mark is I think as we approach this new year, again, we've, we've all had the worst year ever, you know, 2020 was horrible. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think my encouragement would be approach a rule of life with excitement and wonder and um, with hope. And I, I, I love that idea of a realistic hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's 2020 was bad, but let's dream a new dream that 2021 um, can be, what, what can it look like? And what are the rhythms? What are the, the hopeful, helpful, healthy practices that we need to put into our life as we go into this new year to sustain us? And so be encouraged, um, have hope, um, have joy as you sit down and think through this. Um, it's actually exciting. Um, you know, I printed off, I've got a, I've got a fresh rule right here, Mark. Um, the, I printed off the worksheet. I'm looking through it. I'm going to dream. Uh, I've got excitement thinking through what this new year could look like. Um, and so I think that's how I would kind of encourage people as we kind of wind down here today. Yeah. And you know, like I always think like we, we're here anyway, we're in the world. Like we're part of humanity. We're part of the tapestry of humanity. You know, we, we're going to bring something new to the world, whether we like it or not, whatever it is. But maybe just it's good to reflect on what we're going to bring, you know. And uh, I say for good or bad, we'll, we'll all make a mark in this world, you know. So just a rule of life helps us give us some sort of foundation for bringing something new to the world. Some, you know, a world that, that God loves so much and, and is so much... Uh, you know, that, that there's so much joy for us to spread and things for us to do and, and hope for us to have. And uh, yeah, and to know that we're all worthy. That's good. Well, well Mark, you have any closing thoughts um, for us as, as we get ready to close out? That's so good and so helpful and so needed. And again, I'm, this is literally where I'm personally at and so many people that I speak with and coach, they're, they're, they're wrestling with creating new rhythms. Yeah. I'm thinking, you know, I, I, there's a fresh excitement as I look into 2021 to say, how can things look differently? And what, what needs to change in my own life and family, my own rhythms. Um, and so there's a, there's, there's a fresh glimmer of hope and um, excitement in my own heart. And so as we close out, any, any final words around that Mark um, as yeah. we kind of, encourage leaders to kind of think through their own rhythms it's it's hard it's it's really easy to get down in yourself i think i think there's just so much negativity in the world i think social media it will be amazing whenever we figure out how to use social media i think our kids in 20 years time will go really that's what you use social media for um so i think it's really important for us all to take space 
away and just reflect and reflect on things that aren't um, that maybe aren't as obvious to us. So I think the rule of life is a very simple thing to incorporate, yet it's very difficult because you have to give up a lot of who you are, maybe who you think you are, to actually just focus on different areas of your life and maybe darker places that you've never been before. Um, and I think, again, there's a reason why Christians have stuck with the rule of life for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, so I, I just encourage everybody to jump into it, jump into our training course, it's free, there's no gimmicks or no tricks, so we're not looking anything off anybody. It's just, if it helps one person, um, yeah, if it helps one person just to make their life easier for a day or a week or a month or a year, hey, it's all worth it. So yeah, just know that you're good enough, know that you're created for something. And uh, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Good stuff. Listen, I think that'll do us today. Go on, and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Well, make sure you check out our website um, to get the free ebook, the the Developing Rule of Life ebook. We want to give that um, to you as a free gift um, to help you as you launch out into the new year, twenty twenty one. We're all praying that um, it's going to be a better year and it's going to be a year of healthy rhythms and sustainable ministry, regardless of where God's called you to serve, what God's called you to do. Uh, we, we want you to be a healthy leader. So we want to give this away, as Mark mentioned, as a free gift. We also have the, 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 the free training course we want to just bless you with um, to just help you establish these, these healthy rhythms in your life as you, as you go into this new year. So um, let's end with a little prayer. And um, Mark, why don't you pray that for us? This is a blessing that you wrote for missional leaders. I'd love for you to just close us out with this prayer. Yeah, cool. So we just hope going into 2021 that you, that you know that history is not just in the past, it is also in the present, and that you carry history within you. May your heart be imbued with a longing for beauty, meaning, order, creativity, kindness, and love. May you find the precious treasures of your soul in the challenges you face. May you have a sense of adventure as you bring something new to the world. May the flow of spiritual creativity, imagination, and innovation wash over the intimacy of your soul this day. May the parched deserts of your heart be refreshed by the waters of your baptism in Christ. May you find a new beach in your heart after the storms in your life. May your kindness cast a different light over the darkness and confusion of life, an evening light with a depth of colour and patience to illuminate what is complex and rich in diversity. Amen. All right, Mark. God bless you. Bless each and every one of you as you begin a new year. Yeah. Good luck. Keep going. This podcast has been brought to you by missionalformationcoaching.com. We have a vision, a very simple vision, and that is to help leaders thrive across the globe by promoting healthy rhythms that connect spiritual and missional practices.